the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, a voice that some of you no doubt have become uh, accustomed to hearing at this uh, time in the day. Glad to be coming at you again with the Word of God as we talk about biblical studies, we talk about systematic theology, we talk about Bible prophecy. As long as it's biblical and theological, we deal with it here. And I am not alone. Also with me is the esteemed uh, scholar, uh, Jerome Smith. He is here, and he will take the first segment of this program, uh, as I understand it, to pick up where he left off the uh, last time he was with us, dealing with with guidance that comes straight, I mean straight smack dab out of the Word of God. Mr. Smith, are you ready? I'm ready, and we're ready to go. (laughs) All right, uh, all right. The point that we left off on last time was point number 10, under sources of false guidance. And we uh, need to dig into that this time, almost maybe exclusively on this point, and here's what it is. If we rely exclusively upon our own resources in understanding God's Word without seeking the assistance of the godly, consecrated scholarship of other men available to us in books and Bible study tools, we're in for some trouble. Mm. Now, people may say, Mr. Smith, you're contradicting yourself. On your website, you have a whole lot of information saying... You should start your Bible study with a plain text Bible. (laughs) And that's exactly right. Because I think the first principle is is to learn as much from the text as you can on your own by Uh studying it first without outside helps. 
because by and large, much of the Bible is perfectly understandable without having to have commentaries and so on to help you. Mm-hmm. Of course, there are some hard places that even the scholars are still wrestling with yet today. That's right. <laughs> so the principle is begin your Bible studies by reading the text. And after you've read the text in the King James Version, perhaps, or whatever is your favorite version, try reading it in other translations. Sometimes they clarify things that aren't clear in whatever version you started your study with. Okay. Now, this is a biblical principle that I'm talking about. You say, how could that be? Since when does the Bible say anything about all this stuff? Well, it does. And... I'm going to turn first to Daniel chapter 9, verse 2. Okay. And uh, sometimes these computers fool us on when we go to press the button that goes to the wrong place. (laughs) I know, you're right. That does happen. That's why I just got the book. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be on track here. All right, here we go. Daniel 9, 2. It says, In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Uh Uh-huh. Now, that's a pretty significant statement. Daniel was a Bible student. Okay, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. And you say, well, where would he look in the Bible to find anything about that? Well, he told you. Because he said he looked to see in Jeremiah the prophet about Uh 70 years. So here's a prophet, another prophet, huh? Yeah. So now... How are you going to find out today where that is? Well, you could use a concordance, maybe, but that would take you quite a bit of an effort to do it. But you might get there. If you have a study Bible that has what they call cross-references in the margin or after the individual verses or uh, wherever they're located, sometimes the bottom of the page, you may get some help there. Now, there are other resources, and that's what we're talking about today. What kind of resources can help you with Bible study? And I would say the first resource I had that really helped me a lot was a book called The Treasury of Scripture Knowledge. Uh-huh, yeah. This book was first produced, as I recall from my studies, about 1836 or so. So it's been in print a long time. It's still available today. You can buy it in your Bible and bookstore, I'm sure. And it's also available free on the internet in various places. And if you get the uh, Bible software that I'm using right now, eSword, it it comes as a free item that you get with the software. You don't have to buy it as something extra. It comes with it. Well, Mr. Smith, let me ask you a question. What's the difference between uh, an ordinary commentary and uh, then the uh, treasury? The difference is is that the treasury mostly concentrates on 
references to other passages in Scripture that explain or illustrate the verse that you're reading or that you have a question about. It doesn't have a whole lot of human content. Okay. Uh, uh, comment is what I meant to say. Uh-huh. Now, it has some. Even the original treasury has about 4,000 notes. Most people don't notice them. They just go right on by as they're using the references. But the notes uh-huh. are there. And some of them are very helpful and very good. I restored wow. uh, those notes in the new treasury. And in my other work that I did, the ultimate cross-reference treasury, to be even more complete than they are in the original treasury because they didn't have room because they, they page-matched the treasury with the Bible. So if you were on page so-and-so in, in the particular version and the edition of the Bible they were referring to, you go to the same page in the treasury and it matches. And that meant in the Psalms, for example, where there were a lot more cross-references given that you get three columns of real tiny print and you got to have good eyes to see them. <laughs> <laughs> so with the Treasury Scripture Knowledge, you can uh, literally teach a lesson right from the commentary. I mean, they give you all the Scriptures to go to to show the Scripture, interpret Scripture. Yep. And what I did was I typed the original from 1836 up and made it available so it could be used in Bible software. And that took me a long time to do, Pastor Moss. I, I know. I'm glad I was. project back when you were a student in my English class. Yeah, man. But it didn't get published until 1992. No, you had already graduated long before that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw when you were working on it in your apartment, and I was ready to get out of there. There's papers everywhere. Yeah. And I had to do it by hand on paper until <laughs> George Mott, and his family gave me a computer. It was an Apple II Plus computer with a CPM WordStar. And that was probably about 1983. And so that speeded up the process quite a bit because I could type right onto a computer disk. They had floppy disks back then, about five inches square. And yeah, that's right. I used a lot of those to hold the whole Bible, but I eventually had it all typed up that way. Wow. So now Daniel studied the Bible in order to understand and confirm the number of years that God had predicted through Jeremiah that uh, they would be in captivity in Babylon. And I'm going to give you some of those verses that Daniel certainly found out. If you read Jeremiah 25:11, it tells you, And this whole land shall be a desolation and an astonishment, and these nations shall serve the king of Babylon 70 years. Oh, so there great. you have it, right? In Jeremiah 25, verse 25, verse 11. Very precise, too. Yeah. He just tells it that all gives you all these uh, facts that are going to happen in the future. That that's prophecy. Yeah. And a lot of people deny that Daniel is true prophecy. They say it was written after the events. Well, I'll tell you, that cannot be possible because there's a whole bunch of events that Daniel prophesied 
this would be a whole different Bible study than what we're doing right now that took place long after the time they think that Daniel wrote the book of Daniel. So he's still a prophet that you can't deny. <laughs> uh-huh. That's right. So Jeremiah twenty five twelve says, And it shall come to pass when 70 years are accomplished <clears throat> that I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation, <clears throat> saith the Lord, for their iniquity and the land of the Chaldeans and will make it perpetual desolations. So there you have some of the prophecies that Daniel would have looked at. There's another one in Jeremiah 29.10, where it says, For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. So that's what Daniel studied, that's what he read, and therefore he knew that that was the promise God had made, and he checked his calendar, and he knew, hey, but that time of seven years is about up. So he knew that that was going to come to pass. Now, not every prophecy in the Bible has a time on it. So that makes it a lot harder to study Bible prophecy to know when things are going to happen and in what order. But you can get a general idea and sometimes some very specific ideas on some points. Let me ask you a question now here, because you've got me, you co these uh, verses that are just fascinating. Here in Jeremiah 25 and verse 12, where it says, And it shall come to pass when 70 years are accomplished, that I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation, saith the Lord, for their iniquity and the land of the Chaldeans, and will make of it perpetual desolations. What does that perpetual desolations indicate? Well, now, the way you figure that out is that you go to Jeremiah twenty-five twelve in the Treasury of Scripture Knowledge and see if there's anything there. <clears throat> that word punish, Hebrew means visit upon. Hmm. And perpetual desolations, well, there's a whole bunch of verses on that. I don't have a specific written comment in terms of an explanation except cross-references. But there is a verse that I put a double asterisk by, which means it's very related, clear, and important. So we'll look at that one. It says in Isaiah thirteen nineteen, And Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldees' excellency, shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, okay. Yep. Now, you remember, if you back up a bit in Isaiah, I'm just going by memory, but I think it's Isaiah 10.5. But uh-huh. it, it it says there in so many words that God sometimes uses heathen nations as his means of correction of his own nation when his own nation hasn't obeyed the word that God That's gave right. Him. Yeah. No matter where you stop in the Bible, you can dig into more things and get into interesting themes, and there's always, it's unending how much you can study and learn about what God has to say. Well, you're right. Uh, Here in Isaiah chapter uh, uh, 10, verse 5, like you're talking about, O Assyrian, the rod of mine anger, and the staff in their hands is my indignation. So here you're right. God uses uh, 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 pagan nations uh, uh, to uh, uh, to bring about a chastisement for uh, his people when they go astray, huh? That's right. 
That's quite a theme in Scripture. <laughs> Dang it. Woo. And the way you dig into that theme, if you want to search it further, of course, is just go to that passage in the New Treasury of Scripture Knowledge, and it'll give you cross-references that go all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to encourage people to know that if if you aren't using cross-references in your Bible study, you are missing a whole lot of information that's in God's Word that you could understand better if you did use them. Well, you're right. Nothing gets better than where God's Word, uh, you know, you put it together in Scripture, interprets Scripture. I mean, that's the best kind of blessing you can have when you have, uh, uh, in fact, I'm sure you would recommend looking at, uh, it's not all of them, but many of the Scriptures that deal with the subject, so you can first find out what the Scripture has to say uh, before, you know, you start reading uh, some of the commentary stuff. Is that, is that correct? That's right. Now, after you've found out all you can by studying cross-references and reading the passages in more than one English version, perhaps, if you wish, then you can go ahead and read what commentators have said on on the subject and so forth. Uh Get a grounding in God's Word first, and what you learn from studying Scripture, explaining Scripture, is that's what the cross-references do then see what the commentators have said. Because then you kind of have a a way to check to see if they're right. That's right, because the Bible, (laughs) because if they're not in accordance with uh, the verses that are there, then somebody's wrong. And and we know it's not Scripture, right, Mr. Smith? That's right. And (laughs) I have found, especially on the subject of Bible prophecy, now I'm going to stir up some hornet's nest with this, Pastor Wade, but that makes for interest for the audience to hear. On the subject of Bible prophecy, there are, of course, many different views and opinions. You've got pre-tribulation, post-tribulation rapture, and you've got mid-tribulation rapture. You've got some that say no rapture. And then yeah. uh, you've got amillennialism and post-millennialism and, of course, premillennialism and all different views like that. Uh-huh. And with the many views, how can you sort them out and figure out who's right? Well, I just showed you. You use the cross-references in a work such as the original Treasury of Scripture Knowledge or my expansion and correction of that, correction in the sense I found printing errors and fixed them, in the new Treasury of Scripture Knowledge and so forth. And if you study the cross-references carefully, you can see what all the Scripture has to say about each individual subject that's mentioned, starting whatever verse you want to start at. And with that, as your background, for the most part, you can't go very wrong doing that. I'm going to say I have studied some of the older scholars, and I've studied the very latest, most recent books on the subject, practically, because in my Logos Bible software, I've got some very interesting scholars that I've read their book all the way through, and some of them I've read twice all the way through, and I'm about ready to tear some of them apart kind of gently, you know, because they didn't do their homework first. (laughs) Well, Mr. Smith, now, so you went through all this material and corrected the spelling? No, corrected the mistaken printing errors in the original treasury. 
There were okay. thousands of printing errors, and I caught quite a few. And when and I you were and you were correcting them. Yeah, because okay, if you well, look up a verse and it's not there, then you know there's got to be a printing error. Well, and I want everybody to look up a verse and it doesn't seem to have any connection at all. Now, here's a little trick about using cross-references that may be there, but it might not be. And what I figured out to do is you go to the verse that they led to that you think doesn't seem to fit, doesn't seem to have a connection, and look at the cross-references given at that verse. And if those verses, verses cross-references don't bring you to a theme that relates to where you started, then you know it's a printing mistake. So, all right, Mr. Smith, all, all you did for me, as I because what you did is great, folks like you, but uh, all it answers for me is uh, why I remain a pastor teacher and not a scholar. Now, <laughs> pastor, that's right. I get you that level do a good job do of what you do, where I couldn't hold a candle <laughs> to what you do on that. No, but I can't I hold a candle to what you do. a reference work that would help everybody dig into God's Word, and so we have it. Wow, that, that's that's what I call scholarship, sir, and that is what you are, a stone scholar. Wow, I appreciate that. Uh, goodness, just, just talking to you is inspiring. <laughs> now, the next passage that I wanted to relate to this issue is found in Acts 8, 31. Uh-huh. And I better read uh, a couple verses above. It says... That behold, I'm going starting at Acts eight twenty seven, jumping into the middle of the verse. Behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot and read Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. So Philip ran thither to him. Boy, he must have been in good condition. And yeah, heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? In verse 31, And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. And the place of the scripture which he read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. And so on the text continues. Most people would be familiar with that. Uh-huh. Now, the point is that sometimes we need some man to guide us, but you got to be careful which man you let guide you. That's right. Now, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that think they know and are teaching things correctly, and I have to listen to them sometimes and say, well, I appreciate what they're trying to do, but on some points I think they didn't get it quite right. And uh-huh. many pastors that I hear are perfectly good, and I enjoy their teaching. Yours is fine. I don't have any way to, criti- to criticize Pastor Moss yet. He does a good job. And uh, Daryl Wood that comes on just before your program, he seems to be straight on the money every time I hear the snatches of his program before we come on. And yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. So there are good ones, but you still you want to check. And uh, how do you check? Well, you got to go back to Scripture. Compare what they teach to what the Bible teaches. 
But be careful because sometimes what you hear might be different than what you've been taught. But maybe the person who's teaching knows more than what the people did that taught you. And sometimes you have to be prepared to learn something new. Yes, that's right. Yeah, because it's about the truth. Yeah. So. Yeah, and when it comes to Bible prophecy, I'm going to stick my neck out and say there is one set of books that people who are deeply interested in studying Bible prophecy, especially if they think they're going to write some books on the subject, you'd better read this book first. And hmm. it's a three-volume set. I hope Pastor Moss has it in his library. It's by a man named George N.H. Peters. And the short title of the book is The Theocratic Kingdom. Now, have you got that one in your library, Pastor Moss? I think so, because, you know, you told me about uh, George Peters before. Yeah, I hope you have it. Uh, Anyone who has carefully studied that book would be grounded enough in Bible prophecy so that they would immediately see if somebody's teaching prophecy and they got it wrong. Because Peters... Uh studied all the scholars of his day, I say all, it's probably very close to all, because he's got a a list of thousands of authors that he cites. Wow. Resources in the indexes at the end of Volume 3. And so I always watch to see what, you know, people say when they write books on Bible prophecy and they get it wrong. I think, well, if they had studied from Mr. Peters, there is a case where if you've got a good scholar that believes in the Bible and went to the Bible and carefully studied it and examined what the different commentators said and found some that were right and some that missed it. And uh, and Uh he lays out which is which. Yeah, uh, well, some of the things that uh, I was reading concerning him uh, were really accurate. uh, But, you know, anytime you find someone who's very careful with the text and is able to show you uh, why they don't believe in certain views is very helpful. So, yeah. Yep. Well, well Mrs. probably as be as far as we can do it today, Pastor Moss. And you what? No matter. It seems like this happens right when we're getting down to something good. But I like it that way, Mr. Smith, because that means you know people will tune in next time to pick it up. So. <laughs> yeah, well, you didn't scare them away. <laughs> Right. Oh, you won't scare us away, that's for sure. I want to thank you very much, and uh, I'll be with you again uh, next Thursday. God bless you. Thank you. All right, everybody. That is my good friend, uh, Mr. Smith, Jerome Smith, teacher at Cash Tech, Stone Bible Scholar, uh, writers of the Treasury of Scripture Knowledge. Wow. Uh, Great to have him uh, with us in this segment of the program. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. 
Just go to bamboohr.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash HR. That's bamboohr.com slash HR. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's up? Over 200 digital media strategists with all the current digital tools, resources, and training bringing your business the real results you need. These are the people who are passionate about your marketing success and will work 24-7 to deliver customers to you and your business. So, Tim. Yes, level 12. I'm going to be here all night. Or the team at Salem Surround. Why trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? Nationwide exposure, experience, and expertise. Let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business. It's an easy decision. To learn more about Salem Surround or for a free, no-obligation digital audit, visit us at surrounddetroit.com. Here at Faith Talk, our desire is for you to grow in the grace of God. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell blesses our airwaves every weekday with the good news of our Lord. Get a modern Teach Talk perspective on Scripture and real-world problems. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell. Listen to Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell weekday mornings at 11 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500 or online at faithtalkdetroit.com. Are you tired of paying high fees and commission even when you lose your money? How would you like to never lose your money again due to market risk? Join Joel Uplegger for the Safe Money and Income Radio Show, Saturday mornings at 9 on FM 92.7 AM 1500, Faith Talk Detroit. You can also call Joe now for your complimentary customized Safe Money Kit and Safe Money Book at 866-436-0133. That's 866-436-0133. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss on the Bible Talk program. Just heard from my good friend, uh, uh, Mr. Smith, Jerome Smith, what a scholar he is. So glad to have all of you with me. If you have any questions that you would like to ask, you can. Uh, that number again, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. And if you want to donate to keep this radio show going, you can send those donations to P.O. Box 05877, P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Okay? We appreciate hearing from you. That's what keeps this program going. All right. Well, we're still in the book of Genesis and about to deal with probably one of the most far-reaching prophetic scriptures in the book of Genesis, uh, dealing actually with the gospel. Yeah. Well, and then for some of you, you say, well, what do you mean, the gospel in the Old Testament? You got it. The gospel in the Old Testament. Yes, it's there. Where? Well, 
starts at Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, it says, Now the Lord God had said unto Abram, okay, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation. So he said, whoa, okay, God's going to make of Abraham a great nation? Uh, why does he want to make Abraham a great nation? What about the nations that came before Abraham? Because you're right, up to this point, there's been nothing but Gentiles, okay? But, he, but here, when Abraham comes on the scene, and I will make of thee a great nation. Now, why would he do that? What, what's the purpose behind this? A lot of people don't understand. From the text, it tells you exactly what the purpose is. There is no guesswork at all as to why God is doing this, okay? It says in Genesis chapter 12, in uh, verse 2, I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Why? It says in verse 3, tells us, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. You need to focus on that, uh, on what it says at the end here. And in thee. And that is the seed of Abraham. And that seed shall all families of the earth be blessed. So the purpose of bringing the Jewish people and the Jewish nation on the scene was that all nations of the world would be blessed through them. They are God's servant nation. And you know uh, the ultimate end of that seed was Jesus Christ himself came through the Abrahamic covenant, and through the Jewish line. That was the purpose of him uh, raising up Abraham, okay? Uh, because he had a mission. He's not the king or the best nation or any of that. He, the Jews were God's servants, okay? To bring the Messiah into the world, not just for the Jews, but for the whole world. You need to understand that, okay? Understand that. Basically, rather than looking upon them as a ruling over all the people, no, no. They were ministering God's messenger okay, to the people, right? So they were on the scene to uh, bring the world back to God, basically. That's what it's about. That was their goal. They weren't meant to be the superior nation above everybody, okay? Nor did they come to make everybody Jews, okay? Or, you know, make someone some kind of Israelite or black Hebrew Israelite. That was not their purpose. Their purpose was for folks to be saved through the gospel of Jesus Christ, okay? Not by becoming Jewish or becoming a Hebrew Israelite, no. In fact, let's let the Bible comment on this further uh, over in Galatians, chapter 3. Very, very powerful ver verses we have here, okay? Now, this is the Bible that we're talking about. Uh, and the Bible really answers all of these questions so precisely. Here, Galatians 3 and 6, where it says, Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Notice, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. It doesn't say that Abraham followed the law, okay, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. But Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. But you say, well, why could he believe the law? Because the law wasn't given until Moses, okay? So here, 
Abraham says he wasn't saved by the law of Moses, couldn't be. There was no law of Moses. His salvation came because he believed in God. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Make plans to attend Faith Talk Detroit's comedy at Christmas show. Start the holiday season with laughter on December 1st at the Maple Theater. Bring the entire family for an evening of clean comedy fit for all ages with local comedians Julie Lyons, Billy Ray Bauer, and Chris Young. Tickets are on sale now for just $10 at faithtalkdetroit.com. Give the gift of laughter this year to your friends and family. Don't miss Faith Talk Detroit's comedy at Christmas on December 1st at the Maple Theater. Join us as we ring in the holidays with a hilarious lineup of stand-up comedians featuring Julie Lyons and co-headliners Billy Ray Bauer and Chris Young. Tickets are on sale today at faithtalkdetroit.com for $10. All tickets must be purchased in advance. Comedy at Christmas, Wednesday, December 1st at the Maple Theater. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com for tickets and information. Sponsored by Bethany Christian Services and Moody Theological Seminary. Thursday on Truth For Life, Alistair Begg looks at why the second commandment is so important. How one generation conceives of God has implications for the generation to follow. So how can we show our children how to correctly glorify God in a culture that progressively devalues God and exalts humanity? We'll find out how that's possible Thursday on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg, weekday mornings at 8.30 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Faith Talk Detroit. This is Daryl Wood. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it has literally changed the way I sleep. The pillows don't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen premium my pillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a queen-size premium. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code RUNTOWIN. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dreams bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-919-5912, 800-919-5912, 800-919-5912, and use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow. Download the free Odyssey.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Live and on demand, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on odyssey.com today. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. And all I can say is, so much theology... So little time. But we've got Lucinda on the line right now. Mark is waiting, but we're going to Lucinda first. How you doing, Lucinda? I'm doing great. How are you? Great, great. Great to hear your voice, uh, darling. Yes, always good to hear yours. All right. (laughs) So, 
Okay. So I, last Monday uh, we were talking, and uh, you propounded a challenge to us. You said, uh, what was the impact? What impact does the Abraham Covenant have on us today, and what are the ramifications? I'd like to answer the impact part. Okay. Okay. So I'm really excited about this because this was Monday. Every morning I get a, a Bible verse from Bible Gateway in my email. And on Tuesday morning after, your, uh, uh, after this uh, radio show, this is the, <laughs> the uh, Bible verse that was in my email, 1 Peter 2.9. But, uh-huh. but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people. And I'll just read that part. I was so excited about that because that really answered my question further from what I had prepared on Monday. Uh, What is the impact of the Abrahamic covenant? Well, this scripture tells us that because of the covenant, among many things, we have access to Christ that we otherwise would not have had. And because of that covenant, I am no longer a Gentile, but I am part of the Jewish covenant. And I just, I was just excited when I got that email. And you just said uh, earlier that, uh, that Abraham salvation came because he believed in God. And then Romans 10, 9 tell us that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that then we shall be saved. I am just so excited and blessed and even see it more clearly and appreciate Abraham for, uh, <laughs> for having that relationship with God. And because of the covenant that they made, I am able to share the most important thing, I have access to, to God, to Christ. I can pray when I want to pray. I don't have to make an appointment. It, it's, just really, it's just really exciting. Well, all I can say to you, Lucinda, is quit preaching on my program. Girl, you're breaking it down. <laughs> uh, and uh, what you said is, is right on the, the, the mark, that uh, it's not, uh, this is not about exalting the Jewish nation. They were God's servants. They had a purpose, mm-hmm. and their purpose was through that line to bring the Messiah into the world. Well, uh, thank you very much, Lucinda. We appreciate that call. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. We've got uh, Mark. What's on your mind, Mark? Hello, Pastor Moss. How are you uh, doing this evening? Just great. Okay, Pastor, I got a question for you. Okay. And maybe you could uh, uh, enlighten me here. Um, Esau, when he was in Rebecca's womb, uh-huh. God said to him, God said that uh, he would serve the younger because he hated Esau. Why uh-huh. did God hate Esau when he wasn't even born there? He's done nothing wrong. And how would I know that God doesn't hate me? He hated Esau before he was even born. And, when, and he, well, Esau had, had done nothing wrong yet. Uh, well, what happens is that in terms of it, we need to, if we look at the uh, Hebrew word here that's used to say hate, uh, in many cases, and this is one, 
it doesn't mean that God, you know, in terms of uh, uh, hates them or against them. The idea here is that he's just he's he's acknowledging the fact that uh, he's not going to prefer him. It wasn't about hating him and he's you know he's lost his salvation, but that he's not going to prefer him because Esau is going to turn on God, okay, and literally you know uh, sell his birthright, okay. So this is just he's just actually uh, uh, you know telling us what's coming. Now of course uh, Esau was the one who made the choice to do these things, but God is just uh, you know talking about uh, what happens. Okay, what was going to happen between the two of them, that he was not going to be a, uh, a follower of God like he should. Okay? So it's not like he was, um, you know, in other words, God does not make people do what they do, but he knows what they're going to do, okay? And uh, sometimes he reveals it, which could be something that, uh, you know, it's something that uh, we need to realize that nothing escapes his view. Okay, now what would the Hebrew word that you talk about, what, what would that be? Do you know? Well, it's a, yeah, it's a word. In fact, I can't pronounce it, but it's a word that doesn't take the connotation of. In, in other words, we find the same thing over in Luke, uh, and in and in the Gospels as well, where it says that a person must hate their mother and their father. Okay, and 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 there's a Greek word there. It doesn't mean hate. Okay, uh, God would not tell you to hate your mother and your father. What He would tell you to do is to make sure you do not prefer them over your allegiance to God, okay? So what he means is it's not hate as in animosity, but hate as in shun, you know, that uh, Esau is going to uh, shun him, okay? And so therefore, you know, Esau is not going to be a believer in him, okay? And so when God says hate, what he dislikes is not means he hates the person, but he knows that that person is not going to have a good relationship with him. When he says, hate mother or father, what he means is, don't put anything above me. That's what God is saying there. Okay. Thank you very, right. very much. You explained it very well to me. Well, I, thank you very much. I appreciate the question. That is what it's all about, my friend, asking questions. What you're doing is excellent. So that, that's how we all learn the Bible. Thank you very much. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. All I can say is, it's, man, when you're having fun, the time goes very quick. But still, if you have a question and you call, we will put you through just like we did Lucinda and Mark. Okay? Over in, uh, as we continue to look at the Abrahamic Covenant, it is awesome. Now, let me ask a question, which I'm going to answer. Okay? Did Abraham follow the law? Or was he saved by the gospel? Was Abraham saved by the gospel, or was he saved by the law? Once again, let me ask that question. Was, was Abraham saved? We know he was saved. Okay? We know he was a believer. Was he saved by the law of Moses, or was he saved by the gospel? Okay? Okay? I'll just give you a few snaps to see if you got it. Okay? Not going to wait for you, though. The answer to that, though, is found where? In the Bible. Yep. Bible answers all our questions. Galatians chapter 3, okay? Verse 6, okay? Maybe it's shocked to some of you to hear these words. Even as Abraham believed God, that's what he did, he believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. What was accounted for righteousness? In that he believed in God. I'll tell you more right after this break. 
Attention Americans 65 and older. The Medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 has begun. This is the only time to change your Medicare Advantage plan for a whole year. And Smart Match Insurance is here to help. Do you currently have a copay? What about a high deductible? Do you pay extra for dental and vision? Are your out-of-pocket expenses just too high? If you answered yes to any of these, you should call Smart Match. Smart Match is like having a personal Medicare consultant who can help you find plans which include $0 copays, $0 deductibles, even $0 premiums, plus dental and vision coverage for no additional cost. Having the wrong Medicare plan can cost you thousands. Smart Match makes it easy to find the right one with their free, smart, and unbiased help. If you find a plan you like, they can even enroll you on the spot. The Medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 and soon. The service is free with no obligation, so call Smart Match today. Call 800-871-1592. That's 800-871-1592. Make plans to attend Fake Talk Detroit's comedy at Christmas show. Start the holiday season with laughter on December 1st at the Maple Theater. Bring the entire family for an evening of clean comedy fit for all ages with local comedians Julie Lyons, Billy Ray Bauer, and Chris Young. Tickets are on sale now for just $10 at faithtalkdetroit.com. Give the gift of laughter this year to your friends and family. Don't miss Faith Talk Detroit's comedy at Christmas on December 1st at the Maple Theater. Join us as we ring in the holidays with a hilarious lineup of stand-up comedians featuring Julie Lyons and co-headliners Billy Ray Bauer and Chris Young. Tickets are on sale today at faithtalkdetroit.com for $10. All tickets must be purchased in advance. Comedy at Christmas, Wednesday, December 1st at the Maple Theater. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com for tickets and information. Sponsored by Bethany Christian Services and Moody Theological Seminary. Today at GottaHalfItNow.com, get $50 worth of food and drinks for just $25 from Dave and Amy's. Visit Dave and Amy's in Wald Lake with this amazing dining deal. A great place to eat and drink. Experience their deep-fried pickles, award-winning beer-battered cod, and a diverse menu of salads, sandwiches, steaks, seafood, and sweet-tasting desserts. Buy your half-off $50 deal to Dave and Amy's for just $25 at GottaHalfItNow.com. That's GottaHalfItNow.com. They served as missionaries for 23 years in Turkey, but Andrew and Noreen Brunson could never have imagined what would happen to them. On the next Focus on the Family, you'll hear how Andrew was falsely accused of terrorism and imprisoned for two years, his faith tested to the point of questioning God's existence. That's next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Listen to Focus on the Family, weekday mornings at 9.30 on Faith Talk Detroit. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. You're on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, going through the Bible. We're in the book of Genesis, but even though we're in Genesis, we have to go all through the Bible to help explain things that we find in Genesis. So a lot of theology, a lot of uh, hermeneutics, a lot of things are tied up uh, as we go through this book. And if you have any subjects you want to put on the table, you can. We're looking here at the Abrahamic covenant and the significance of it, okay? And I ask a question, was Abraham saved by the law or was he saved by the gospel, okay? Now, some of you are saying, ah, 
had to be by the law if he was saved by anything, because the gospel wasn't written till after the Old Testament. Wait a minute. Go to Galatians chapter 3 and verse 6, where it says this, Even as Abraham believed God, okay, he believed God, he exercised faith in God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. God counted him righteous because he believed in God. Doesn't say he followed the law. He could not follow the law. Moses wasn't even around yet. Okay? So Abraham's faith was based, and his acceptance by God was that Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Then verse 7. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Ah. Okay, so anyone who exercises faith in God, all right, and is seed, that's going to be Christ as well, but anybody who exercises faith in God, notice what it says, the same are the children of Abraham. Do you get that? Okay, know you therefore, verse 7, okay, Galatians 2 and 7, know you therefore, that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. So anyone who exercises faith in God like Abraham did, okay, is a child of Abraham, whether you're Jew, Chinese, <laughs> uh, you're German, it does not matter, okay? You are a spiritual child of Abraham. And friends, that is what is important, okay? Now, look at this, verse 8, scriptures that blow your mind, right? where it says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 8, And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith. Notice it doesn't say the law. Oh boy, we'll get into that later. Verse 8, And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham. What? Preached the gospel unto Abraham? Some of you are saying, I didn't see any gospel. Okay, in Abraham. Okay, I should leave that for a test question, but I won't. Okay, Sister Marsh gave me a look. Yeah. She she said I should give it as a test question. Yeah, because about to go off. Yeah. Well, well, but listen, if guys, I just about my wife. Now, so if you guys are mad at anybody, okay, <laughs> be mad at Sister Marsh. I was about to answer this question. She said no. She said uh, if you want them to call, let them handle this. Is that what you say, honey? Yeah. You sure? Yes. Save it? Yes. Okay. Make sure that doesn't stop y'all from giving donations that Sister Moss <laughs> told me uh, not to answer this. Okay? So here is your challenge for next time. Okay? And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham. What in the world? Now, now this is a real substantial challenge. Okay? All of them are, but this one is especially so. Okay? Verse 8 again. Galatians 2 and 8, and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto him. What gospel was it that was preached to Abraham? Now, that's what you've got to tell me the next time that we're on. Okay? What was this gospel that was preached to him? That's what it said. This is the Bible. Okay? I'm reading right from the text. Okay? And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. 
Okay? In him, all nations were going to be blessed. But the gospel preached to Abraham, here's my question, okay? A lot of different ways to ask it. Let me ask it this way. What gospel was preached to Abraham in the Old Testament? And is that the same gospel that we have today? Listen, you can't be a good preacher or a good Sunday school teacher unless you can answer this question. What was the gospel of Abraham? What was it? Okay. Do you know? Do you think you know? Call next time. Okay. Call next time. Remember that number? Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, where we will talk about this and see the answer. The answer that, that we get may astound you. All right? But the Bible knows exactly what it's doing. The gospel. If the gospel came unto Abraham, then the gospel was preached in the Old Testament. Hmm. Okay. Then, verse 9, So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is every one that continues not in all things which are written in the book of the law, but to do them. Okay. But no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith. My friends, you guys got some work to do. Okay, time for us to wrap up. Okay, wish I could stand and spend more time with you. I could if we had more time. But, have it. So God bless you. We'll see you next time. Sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Join Joe Uplegger for the Safe Money and Income Radio Show, Saturday mornings at 9 on FM 92.7 AM 1500 Faith Talk, Detroit. You can also call Joe now for your complimentary customized Safe Money Kit and Safe Money Book at 866-436-0133. That's 866-436-0133. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.